Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 409. Thank you so much for joining me once again and welcome to any first-time listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of that great website, techguide.com.au. On this week's show, robot vacuums have gone to the next level with the new Ecovacs Robotics Osmo T8. The new technology that can completely recharge your phone in just 20 minutes and Netgear has launched its new Wi-Fi 6 Orbi and Nighthawk range. In the Tech Guide review, we're going to take a look at the new Google Pixel Buds. We also hit the road in the new Mercedes-Benz GLS 400D, which is just brimming with the latest tech. And Samsung has launched its new gaming monitors, which includes a monster 49-inch model. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, robot vacuums have been around for a while. I'm pretty sure many of you listening right now may even own one of these devices, and they're a handy product that can get around your house and vacuum your carpet. Some of them also have mopping capabilities as well, but they do have a problem. The problem is that they they can kind of find your way their way around with sensors and and various things like that. But if there, are, if there are things on the ground, if you've left a sock or you might have a charging cable in, in the corner or Lego bricks, you name it, then the robot's probably going to run right over the top of it and get stuck and not be able to continue its clean. This, this is a, it's, been, it's been an issue for quite a while. Anyone who does own one of these products already will, will no doubt tell you that. But the new Ecovacs Robotics Osmo T8 has is it solved that problem it's gone to the next level with this new artificial intelligence and visual interpretation in fact that that forms part of its name it's the osmo t8 and they pronounce it av which is a-i-v-i artificial intelligence visual interpretation in other words it uses artificial intelligence and also sensors and a camera to actually identify obstacles so it does have all the other bells and whistles, which we'll talk about in a moment, like laser mapping and everything like that. But this, this feature allows the robot vacuum cleaner to see what's in front of it and even work out what it is and then decide, okay, I need to go around that. So the, the best example would be the socks, the cables, and it is smart enough to identify these these items. And in fact, when when it when it is scanning in front of it it can detect objects as tall as one millimeter so that, that that's that's pretty precise so what it does it can it has this this built-in system uh, that can 
interpret these objects. And as I said, objects are small as one millimeter high. So what this does, this reduces the risk of stoppages. And a stoppage on a robot vacuum cleaner then kind of defeats the purpose of having a robot vacuum cleaner. If it stops halfway because it's stuck on something, then it's not. It's only going to get unstuck when you come home and have to reset it or take, pull out the cable or the sock or whatever happens to be blocking the vacuum. So that that's kind of goes against why you got a robot vacuum cleaner. So I can do things when you're not home. In this instance, it can do that and reduce stoppages. There, what Ecovacs is saying by up to sixty percent. So it's faster and a more efficient clean as well. And, and it does come up when 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 you do when you do your clean, you can see if it does it does report back to you the areas of your home where there might have been an issue, and it and it draws a little picture. It can even if it has a little picture of a sock, it'll say there was a sock here. You, you'll need to remove that, and then I can the the robot can go back and and clean that area because it couldn't do it because of that object. And there'll be a little picture of a cable as well. So that's how smart they've become. But it goes even further than that. The, the that's an impressive feature. That that's probably the game changing feature in terms of this particular model for the T8. But it it does go even further. It it the Osmo vacuum cleaners from Ecovacs have always had really good laser mapping technology. And anyone who's ever seen it or read any of my reviews will see that the app actually displays your floor plan. And the floor plan is created by the vacuum. So it, it maps it maps your home and has sensors. It, it actually can follow the configuration of your ceiling, but also has sensors and lasers as well that can find out where work out where the walls are, where the staircases are, where its limits are, and then that comes up on the app as well. And and you can see you can see the layout of your home really accurately so you know exactly where it's covered. Now each time it maps your home it becomes even more efficient because it creates the most efficient path that it can. Now, if you live in a multi-storey home, whether it's two or three-storey home, it will even remember each level of your home. So once you've done one level, you can take it to the next level and it'll remember, if it's once it's mapped it once, you take it up to that next level, it'll remember exactly what level it's on. It'll go back into its memory and say, okay, well, I'm on level two of Steve's house, so here we go. I know my weight, and and the same would apply if you have a third story in your home. So, again, for a first for all, it's not. It's actually the previous model of the Osmo had the ability to do multiple levels, but the accuracy through the new laser mapping has has gone forward even further. So this is even better. But here's my favourite feature, and it's got nothing to do with the cleaning. There's a built-in security camera on the Osmo T8 as well. So you can you can set it off on its path to clean and also mop, by the way. I should mention that it's a vacuum and a mop. It has this, this new oscillating mopping system that can remove 99.26% of bacteria and it, the, this, this high-frequency vibration oscillates at up to 480 times a minute. So if you think this thing doesn't mop very thoroughly... It's, it's as good as you getting on your hands and knees with a, with a cloth and rubbing it on the ground. This can do that with the pro oscillating mopping system that's on board. So cleaning-wise, you're going to see a better level of clean, but also the mopping as well. Plenty of you listening right now thinking, I don't have to mop my floor ever again with this thing. So that's a, that's a great feature in itself. But the camera, 
this has a security camera on board, which basically turns the Osmo T8 into a security camera on wheels because you can only use the camera while it's cleaning. You can't access the camera because it's using that camera to do the object detection and all of that. But once between cleans, you could actually log in to the, to the robot vacuum, to the T8, and send it out on patrol so that it can be view, you can view through the camera a live image, live video of what the robot is seeing. So an example would be you're at work, maybe your cat's at home, your dog's inside, whatever it happens to be, uh, you can send the robot out remote. You can even remotely control it. So you can send it like a remote control car, send it forward, turn it around the corner, wherever you've got to go, and see through the security camera at the same time. And it can also, there's another mode where it just goes out on patrol. So it can follow a path in your home and you can just see what it sees. It's just sort of finding a way, just just doing a a lap of your house. But again, another feature that if you maybe your pets are lonely or whatever, and there is one-way audio, so you can actually talk to that person. They can't talk back because it's not two-way audio. It's only what, so you you can be heard, but you can't hear whoever's in front of you. But ideally, if you've got a pet, your pet might be lonely and you can say, G'day, Fido, how are you? Or whatever. I might say, G'day, Ziggy, G'day, Logan. And they'll be looking at this thing. I think my dogs would probably be scared of the robot vacuum cleaner in the first place. But if I get close enough, I'll be able to talk to them through the robot vacuum cleaner. A remarkable new feature. Now, this is a this is a top-of-the-line robot vacuum cleaner. Ecovacs have been uh, at the forefront of this, uh, of this category. And uh, the new Osmo T8, it's available already from JB Hi-Fi. Uh, they've got, they're, it's going to go wider to other retailers uh, as well as other products and accessories as well to, to go with the T8 family uh, later this year. But uh, for the moment, uh, I'm, I'm going to publish my review. I'm shooting a video and there'll be a full review on, on Tech Guide. At the moment, there's a story. You can see it. You can actually see the product and see the features. Uh, it's priced at $1,299. Now, Yes, that's expensive for a vacuum, but it's also a mop. It's also a security camera, does the multiple levels of your home, uh, has the object recognition and avoidance and all of those features. So it adds up to being uh, quite a premium device, I think, uh, uh, to justify that price there. But if you want to see it, uh, you can check out the pictures of it and see a whole list of the features about everything I've spoken about. You can check that out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Now, one thing none of us can avoid is charging our mobile devices. You're probably listening to this program on your phone, which you probably had on charge overnight, and you, the, the power that you, you that you got into your phone overnight is what's allowing you to receive your calls, listen to this podcast, whatever you happen to be doing. Uh, and, and it probably took a couple of hours to achieve that. So a lot of people, they do the overnight charge and that normally works out very well. But what about the situation where you've not charged your phone overnight or you've had a big day uh, using your phone, listening to music, listening to podcasts, and you need to go out after work or somewhere somewhere else and you're down to 20% and you start to panic thinking, oh, how am I going to get through the night? Well, wouldn't it be good if you could just recharge your phone completely in 20 minutes? That, that's actually a reality now, thanks to Oppo. Oppo is the name you know 
from their smartphones. They make pretty pretty impressive smartphones. But they also happen to be at the forefront of development for fast charging technologies. And in particular, they this has been around for a few years. It's just gotten faster and better. Is their VOOC charging? That's V O C. You may have seen this in their on their packaging. You may have seen it even on Tech Guide. I've written about it a few times. But VOOC, which is V O C, that is short for Voltage Open Loop Multi Multi Step Constant Current Charging. So VOOC for short. And since then, it's been developed into Super VOOC, which is even better and faster. Now, just a few days ago, Oppo announced new a new lineup of flash charge technologies, which includes an amazing 125-watt flash charge that can charge a 4,000 milliamp hour battery, which is about the average size of your, your smartphone battery nowadays. It can charge that to 41% in just five minutes. So imagine what I was talking about earlier, you're down to pretty low charge, connected for five minutes, you're at 41%. But if you've got a little bit more time, if you've got 15 minutes more, so 20 minutes, you could have a fully charged battery. That's remarkable. Have Having that, that sort of speed of charge is incredible. But and this is, you've probably heard this from movies, uh, I think in Spider-Man in particular, with great power, in this case fast charging, comes great responsibility. So Oppo hasn't just sort of done the homework and said, right, here's your super fast charging and ignored the safety aspect because being able to charge a, a product quickly involves high power and often involves increased heat and temperature. So they've also been just as diligent on the safety side as they have been on the charging side. So don't think that they've just thrown caution to the wind and thought, we're going to get this baby up as fast as we can. They've done that, but they've also considered the safety aspect as well. So that 125-watt charger, has it's evolved from the original SuperVOOC technical design, but there are strict temperature controls. There's even an advanced encryption algorithm so that it performs safely while but also efficiently at the same time. So that's really important. So the, the testing is done. There's an over-voltage protection, so the thing's got a cutoff. Uh, this was using USB-C to USB-C cable and comes with that 128-bit high-strength encryption as well. Now, the other thing they've introduced too is a 65-watt AirVOOC wireless charging. So imagine that same 4,000 milliamp-hour battery wirelessly charging completely in 30 minutes at its fastest rate, and again, has this self-developed charge pump technology, parallel coil design, five-fold safety protection, including the ability to detect foreign objects that might be sitting on the charging mat. And this is all Qi wireless charging standard as well. So your iPhone, Samsungs, they can all be charged using this as well. And as we get to newer phones, like 5G phones, they, they have fast charging capability. So it's one thing to offer fast charging, but if you've got a recent model phone uh, or, or an Oppo phone, it will be suitable to receive this level of charge and be charged at that particular speed. So it's kind of all the latest standards all meeting in the middle and being able to facilitate this fast charging. It's also, Oppo's also released the 50-watt mini SuperVOOC charger. 
and also a 110 watt mini flash charger, which allows you then to charge on the go. So if you, you've got to plug your phone in, uh, you're in a hotel or on the go or wherever you happen to be, you can also get that same fast charging. And, and while it's pretty small in size, it still has that high efficiency power and temperature control as well. So it's safe and fast at the same time. Now, Oppo, as I mentioned, uh, have been leading this kind of technology and development. They've got more than 2,800 global patents for flash charging, uh, and they've delivered these sort of products to more than 157 million users around the world. Being able to charge your phone fast is very attractive to a lot of customers, you and me included. So expect this to be released soon. Uh, if you're an Oppo customer, then that's going to all your phone is going to be receptive to that kind of charge. Uh, but other other late re- recently released devices, especially from Samsung, I think Apple with their iPhone 12, the 5G model, is going to be also receptive to fast charging as well. It's good to know that we have a future where you can charge your phone really quickly. So the complaint about not having about your battery running down pretty quickly, I think that's going to be silenced by the fact that you'll be able to charge it back to 100% again in about 20 minutes, which is very, very impressive. You want to learn more about that, the Oppo fast charging, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Next up, we're talking about Netgear, and yes, uh, full transparency, Netgear is one of the sponsors of the Tech Guide podcast, but they've just released these new Orbi and Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 mesh systems. Now, we've spoken about Orbi and Nighthawk uh, and their mesh systems, which are multiple units that can connect to your existing modem to provide this mesh Wi-Fi more robust and reliable wireless networks. That technology has already been around, but what's new here is the fact that it is Wi-Fi 6 compatible. Wi-Fi 6 is the latest in wireless connectivity. There's a standard that we've been that we've been using over the years. It's gone from uh, 802.11a, b, c, 802.11n, 802.11ac, uh, 802.11ax, and all of these wireless standards have had a number. And we've gone from Wi-Fi 1, 2, 3. We're now up to Wi-Fi 6. So rather than rolling out 802.11ax or whatever it happens to be now, we're just going to call it Wi-Fi 6, which has new features that make that optimise your connection and makes it more reliable, allows you to stream more, uh, connect more devices, stream more efficiently uh, so and more reliably. So that adds up to having a much better experience. Now, Wi-Fi 6 being the latest standard, that has a four-fold increase in capacity as well as a 40% increase in throughput. Now, by that I mean, I'll just explain, the previous Wi-Fi used to have a system where all of your connected devices would receive packets of information milliseconds apart, but it would go through the list. So if you've got 55 connected devices, you'd have to wait a couple of seconds for the network to come to that device to be able to share the packet of data that it, that is waiting for it. So it's like being in a queue where the, you can only serve one person at a time. So imagine now Wi-Fi 6, which allows multiple packets of data to occur simultaneously. So the, the, the example I'll give you is, 
traditional Wi-Fi is one checkout at the supermarket and everyone has to go through one at a time. Wi-Fi 6 has got 12 checkouts at the supermarket and everyone can go, everyone's going to get through a lot faster. That, that, that's how I can explain it as simply as I can. And by that, if you've got multiple products uh, connected, and we all do, we've got, don't, don't, just, don't just think of your, your computer, your laptop, your tablet, your phone. There are other products connected. I've got probably 50 plus products here. We're talking about doorbells, my refrigerator, my television, my, my security cameras, my, my smoke detectors, all these devices that you don't really remember are connected. They do. They're they're part of the deal in your house. They connect to your network, uh, and and take up that bandwidth that they're waiting in line at that checkout to get their packet of data. So with Wi-Fi six, you're seeing a much bigger capacity, and that throughput of data is a is a much much more improved system, and more recent devices too which are Wi-Fi 6 compatible. And we're talking Wi-Fi 6 is backwards compatible. So if, you're, if you've got a three-year-old phone that doesn't have Wi-Fi 6 compatibility, it'll still work on the network. But if you've got a Wi-Fi 6 device, like the latest iPhone, the new laptop from one or two years ago, latest Samsung phone, so recently released devices are compatible with, the, so natively compatible. So that makes that even faster. They're still going to get the data packets simultaneously, but that throughput is going to be even faster because you, you're literally on the same wavelength there. So that is that's a massive improvement. Now, take that technology, and Netgear has now applied it to their most popular products. Let's start with the Orbi system, the Orbi Wi-Fi 6 mesh system, which is going to be available in, in two packs. There's, a, there's the RBK852 and the RBK752, the RBK852, which is the flagship, that offers 12 Wi-Fi streams at the same time. So you can just imagine the system being able to deal with simultaneous Netflix streams or a gaming stream uh, all at the same time. And being an, a mesh system, these satellites talk to each other. So it's a tri-band system where you get a dedicated backhaul. So there is a dedicated channel so the data can pass back to the to the satellites and through the modem, wherever it has to go, so that it's constantly talking to each other and making that Wi-Fi more efficient. So there's a, the tri-band, so it's 2.4 and 5, and there's the dedicated backhaul channel, and it can intelligently place your devices where they need to be. So if, you're, if you just happen to be looking at the web on your phone, you'd probably be relegated to the 2.4. But if you're streaming 4K on Netflix or playing Call of Duty online through the PlayStation 4, you'll probably be then put onto the 5 gigahertz band, which is a bit more, a bit wider and faster. So it, it does work that way. And the beauty of having that tri-band setup and that dedicated data backhaul means you can cover a larger area. The problem, that 95% of the problems people come to me with their Wi-Fi, their Wi-Fi issues, this is what solves the problem, this mesh Wi-Fi setup. Because in Australia, we're lucky. A lot of us live in large homes. We, we've got, uh, even though it's a single-story home, we live on like quarter-acre blocks and we, we want to expand the Wi-Fi to the garage or the shed or wherever. And the Orbi systems can do that. They can reach, cover an area of up to 465 square metres, which is pretty large. And for anyone who's got a modem at the front of the house and the television at the back of the house and bedrooms upstairs, then this is the sort of technology that can solve that problem.
problem. The, the difference between the RBK 852, that's got the 12 Wi-Fi streams. The RBK 752 has the same level of coverage, but it had, that allows for eight Wi-Fi streams. The, the RBK 852, the top of the line, that can support more than 60 connected devices that operate simultaneously without interruption. The RBK 752 can support more than 40 connected devices. So depending on the sort of level of connectivity you've got at home and how many people in your household, how many streams you need at the same time, then that would be the difference of your choice there. The RBK 852, that, that would be ideal for a family. So you've got mum, dad, few kids, few TVs happening at the same time. The RBK 752 would be good for maybe a couple or a small family, maybe parents with one child, uh, and that they can that it can handle all of that as well. And having the Wi-Fi 6 coverage on top of that means a reliable and wide, wider-ranging wireless connection. Now, the, Orbi is your kind of your consumer-level product from Nitki, and that is sort of a, a plug-and-play, uh, easily to set up through, through an app, and works a charm. The Nighthawk mesh Wi-Fi system is uh, slightly cheaper, but also aimed at that more tech-savvy customer who wants to really sort of roll the sleeves up and uh, be able to tweak the settings a little bit more. Nighthawk is the brand known for its high-performance gaming routers from Netgear. So this is a sort of customer who wants to uh, maybe... Uh, identify a, a product or a, a device in their home that they want They want to allow more bandwidth for that particular product. So this would be the sort of person who wants to give their PC or their PlayStation priority on the network. I want this device to have uninterrupted connection and that gets priority. So that this that's a sort of, you can delve even further into the settings. It's also suited to uh, multi-level homes, even for the Orbeez, they can do that as well. Set up in minutes two through the Nighthawk app. Uh, and these, the, the Nighthawk satellites also have two, the, the main one has two gigabit ethernet ports on the router and one each on the satellites. The Orbi has that as well. So you can actually, if you've got this one of this near your television, you can actually plug a cable from the Orbi into your TV and it's kind of a wired connection then into it. So it's a little bit more reliable. It is connecting wirelessly still though to the, the main router back near your modem. But uh, all in all, just gives you some remarkable coverage. Now let's talk price. The RBK, the the Orbi Wi-Fi 6, the RBK 852 is $1,399. Now, I know what you're thinking. Boy, that's expensive. And you know what? It is. But consider this, though. You think about the investment you've made in your television. You've got a PlayStation. You've got all these wireless security cameras. You've got all these products connected to the internet. And for them to work to their peak ability, to the best of their ability, you do need a good connection. And this is exactly what that provides. So it's, it's an investment in your wireless technology, in your Wi-Fi network. And with the amount of work we're doing now from home, we're schooling from home, gaming, streaming, so our entertainment, work, school, it all comes down to the reliability of that Wi-Fi network. So if you want the, the, a much better connection to have all those products that you've purchased to be online, have them work as efficiently and as best as they can, then the Orbi Wi-Fi 6 mesh system can let you do that. The RBK752 is a little bit cheaper. It's 949 but you do get less of those Wi-Fi streams. But again, an, an investment in your network. And, and if, it, if it keeps your family happy, keeps your children 
connected to the internet. I know one thing, my place, if the internet's down, I'm the first person to know about it and I've got to try to fix it if it needs fixing. Uh, so if you want, if you don't want any complaints in your household, you want everything to be working smoothly, then that comes at a price. And and, and the Orbi Wi-Fi 6 mesh system uh, really delivers there. Uh, but it, the the Nighthawk mesh Wi-Fi 6, there is a two-pack that come that is the MK62. That's 449 bucks. So that, that's, that could be a nice, useful solution. You might live in a smaller place. Uh, there's the three-pack, which is the MK63. That's 649 bucks, And that could very well solve all your problems at home. If you, if you have a smaller house, uh, maybe just, this is just two of you in the home, that could very well solve all your problems. And you're getting that same Wi-Fi 6 connectivity and reliability as well. You want to read more about the Netgear, Orbi, and the Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 systems, you can check them out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. We live in a world where we're constantly connected. There, there is big data, cyber attacks, phishing scams, ransomware, you name it. This is what we're facing online, and we need protection. So all these cyber threats that have evolved, you need software that has evolved with it, and that's exactly what Norton has done. The new Norton 360 gives you next-level protection and combines the power of device security with a secure VPN to help keep you and your family safe and private online. The new Norton 360 is all-in-one protection for your devices and online privacy. It's available now at leading retailers or AU. Norton.com. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Alrighty, kicking off our reviews this week, we're going to be talking about the Google Pixel Buds. These are the new in-ear wire-free earphones from Google. Now, plenty of you probably remember the original Pixels, the Buds. They were, let's just say they were good, not great. They were, they were a bit larger. Uh, than, than the current model. So they were okay. And of course, being made by Google, they're naturally going to offer Android users a couple of extra features, which Pixel Buds do as well. Now, these are priced at $279. And I'll say right off the bat, these are not, I repeat, not noise cancelling. They're not active noise cancelling earphones. They do offer a little bit of passive noise cancellation, but... If you're after an active noise cancellation, then you probably need to spend a little bit more uh, for either the Sennheisers or the Apple AirPods Pro or uh, many other models. The Sonys are pretty good as well to get that noise cancellation. They're obviously more expensive. You're probably looking at about $399 or $499 for that. The Google Pixel Buds are 279 So competitively priced, I reckon they're probably on par in terms of quality and price to your Apple AirPods, your regular AirPods, not the AirPods Pro. Uh, but if you are a Google, an Android user or a Google Pixels phone user, then these are ideal. They still work, of course, with iOS. I reviewed it both with the iPhone and an Android device. There are some slight differences that we'll talk about, but... Just, just on the design themselves, they are quite small. I was surprised, actually, how small each earbud is. So small, in fact, that when you actually put them in your ear, putting them in your ear involves inserting them and twisting them sort of to lock them into place. And they're so snug that if I was looking at you front on, 
you probably would not be able to tell I was wearing earphones. And that you can't say the same thing about some other brands that actually stick out a fair way, including the Apple AirPods Pro. You can easily see them. I, I wear the AirPods Pro whenever I do a TV cross, whenever I do my weekly Sky News cross on a Saturday morning. I have the AirPods Pro in my ear so I can hear the presenters and then they take my video and audio through my studio at home. So they've got my, I've got a mic set up and a good camera set up, but I can hear them through the my earphones. And in, in the event of having like a, it happened actually a couple of weeks ago where my internet really slowed down and they switched then quickly to the phone call that, they, that I was on with them through the earbuds and that's where they took my audio from. But from next week, I'm going to be trying the Pixel Buds because they are not only offer great call quality, which I'll talk about in the moment, but they're so they're so small, it's like I'm not wearing any earphones at all. So big tick right there. The Pixel Buds have an IPX4 rating, uh, pretty much on par with all the other earphones here. So that means they're water and sweat resistant. So if you're going to sweat it out on a run in the gym, then go for your life. They do come with a uh, with a charging case naturally, slightly larger than the Apple AirPods Pro case, uh, but it is uh, rounded edges, so it's very easy to slip it in your pocket. And as I mentioned, very easy to pair with Android phones. So it's like when you connect AirPods to an iPhone, it's just a really easy steps. Same deal for Android users, but again, as I mentioned, it still pairs perfectly with an iPhone. So, But if you happen to be rocking a Google Pixel phone, you'll have a system-level app that uh, while other Android phones, you can find the standalone Pixel app and see things like the battery level. You can't change the audio quality on it very at all, so you're not really getting that big an advantage of being Android or iPhone. Uh, there is, there is uh, act, There's no active noise cancellation, as I mentioned, but they do have a thing called adaptive sound. So if you... It, it's supposed to tune optimize the level of your of, of, of audio depending on your surroundings so if you're in a particularly quiet environment it'll turn it down so it's not too loud in your ear if you're in a noisy environment it'll pump it up a touch but you know what i tried this and i couldn't hear that much of a difference so that's a feature that you can that's optimized through your android from an android device through the app but i, I honestly didn't hear the difference so iPhone or Android, the bottom line is you're not really getting an advantage being on, on either one. The sound quality is the same on either one. So it's really much of a much of a muchness, as they say. Um, the Pixel Buds, they connected very well through the Bluetooth and offered a remarkable sound. I've got to say, I was really, really impressed with the sound quality. They had, I reckon, probably the best bass response on on a wire on a pair of wire-free earphones that I've ever heard. Uh, we did listen to a variety of music, and the bass just really sounded huge. It was like the the tiny size of these earbuds, that big sound just just totally went against the fact that these were quite small these buds and they were producing this massive massive sound now on the outside you'll see that there's a white flat surface and another strong feature of what i really liked about them was how you could control your music just from the capacitive touch so if you you tap double tap to pause double tap to go to the next one triple tap to repeat uh, answer calls as well through through that as well. What I also like though is that you can actually swipe up and down to to increase or decrease the volume. 
So it does give you a little bit of an extra level of control there. You can really not even have to touch your device and still hear your music, control your volume, navigate your music, even answer your calls as well as well. Speaking of calls, I've got to say, again, very clear, the call quality. The person that I was talking to said, wow, I can hear you really well. Uh, The only thing that one caller complained about was that they could hear a bit of background noise. So it's not really good at reducing background noise, but that's not a deal breaker. I I thought that uh, it, it sounded pretty good. They could hear me pretty well also so uh next time i'm on sky i'll be trying that mic and as well as uh, it being my earphones for the cross so uh, really cool there i mentioned already really impressive audio quality nice clarity no matter what you're listening to whether you're listening to a podcast or music or whatever you're listening to sound came across really well these really punch above their weight in terms of the bass levels definitely uh, but also your core quality is really cool. Uh, of course, it's got Google Assistant. It is a Google product, so that's just a voice command away. You can press and hold either earbud to activate it. The other cool feature too is that you can it utilizes the Google Translate app through these Pixel Buds as well. So you can work out how to say certain things and phrases in a specific language. So the example would be you press and hold the earbud and say, hey, Google, help me speak Japanese, and my speaker's probably going to go off here. And so what you say then through the through the headphones is translated and then sent out through the phone's speakers. So when that person responds, you tap the right microphone in the Google Translate app and the response is translated and fed back through the Pixel Buds. Which is pretty, which is pretty impressive. So I know we're not travelling right now, but uh, I'm sure if you turn up at a restaurant or somewhere, then uh, it might be like a Chinese restaurant or a Japanese restaurant or a Spanish restaurant, whatever language they happen to be speaking there. You can put it to the test. You might be able to order in Spanish or in Japanese or whatever you want to do, uh, and you'll be able to make yourself heard through the Google Translate app. I thought that's a pretty cool feature. Now, battery-wise, you're getting about five hours of playback on a full charge, a little shorter than other wire-free earphones, uh, but the charging case can provide up to 24 hours of added use, so don't think you're going to be stranded. Uh, a 10-minute charge, even, of the Pixel Buds gives you two hours of playback, so pretty handy if you're about to go to the gym and you forgot to charge these things. 10-minute charge, two hours of playback, which is very, very useful. Uh, they've also uh, The case can also be charged wirelessly, just like the Apple Air. AirPods Pro case and the Apple AirPods wireless case. So you can just put these on a Qi charging mat and charge it up. So you don't have to actually uh, connect the USB-C cable to charge them up. Uh, The Pixel Buds, excellent sound quality, brilliant bass as well. You can, uh, they're, not, they're not the active noise cancellation, as I mentioned. If you do want that, you probably look at the AirPods Pro, Sony WF-1000XM3s, uh, the Sennheiser Momentum True Wireless 2 earphones. We've reviewed all of those on Tech Guide as well. But these actually can hold their own against other similarly priced earphones. You'll be pleasantly surprised, and it's added bonus if you're an Android user. They're just slightly easy to use. Uh, slightly easier to connect, and they cost 279 bucks. If you want to read more about the Google Pixel Buds, check it out, techguide.com.au. Now, 
You may recall a couple of weeks back I went on a review road trip in the country New South Wales with my good mate Trevor Long, who my partner for our other podcast, Two Blokes Talking Tech. I'm sure some of you listening to this show uh, also listen to that, so I appreciate the uh, the double support there. If you don't listen to Two Blokes Talking Tech, give it a go. Uh, there is usually totally different content on either podcast, but give it a crack. Uh, but Trevor and I, we drove out into the country in a couple of cars. He had the Hyundai, but I ended up with the Mercedes-Benz GLS 400D. I think I got the better part of the deal there. And this is a car where if tech is what you're interested in, and let's face it, tech in a car is now a major factor in the purchase decision. I think that goes, uh, it's pretty much accepted that uh, customers are not only looking at make, model, color, design, shape, all of that stuff, you know, the all, everything else, color of the upholstery, whatever you're looking at, technology plays a major role in your decision. You want to have connectivity. You want to be able to access your entertainment. You want safety as well, of course. So you want all this technology working in your favor. And I've got to say, the Mercedes-Benz GLS 400D delivered. Now, this is a a diesel vehicle. It's got 22-inch massive tires, diesel car, seven-seater. So plenty of room, even when when you don't use the the sixth and seventh seats in the back. There is massive cargo space. So I took a telescope and I put my my big Inspire 2 drone in there, uh, tripods and bags, you name it. I had plenty of room for everything and had room left over. That's how much storage space it had. But on the tech side, the first thing you're going to see is this massive widescreen display that stretches from in front of the driver all the way to the middle of the dashboard. So it's one big widescreen display. The part in the middle is a touchscreen. The part in front of the driver, of course, is not. But on the steering wheel are little touchpads that allow you to scroll through various things, uh, all, all the buttons to, to answer your calls, go to the next song, change the station. And on the right-hand side of the wheel are all your driving settings as well, which we'll talk about in a minute, your cruise control or the driving assist and all of that. But I was super impressed with how much tech is there. There's also CarPlay and Android Auto on board. So if you want to, you need to physically connect your phone to the U to the USB port in the car, so that's one thing you got to remember. It, it's not wireless CarPlay or Android Auto. You still need to have a cable, but at the same time, your car's being charged as well. There's also wireless charging in the car. If you if you've got a wireless a, a compatible phone, which the latest flagship phones all support that, you can actually lay it in the uh, on the charging mat on in the dashboard there in the center console and charge your phone at the same time. But if you've got a cable connected to CarPlay, you're also getting a charge at the same time. Uh, now, I spoke about, of course, the the entertainment options and everything, but the the driving and safety options are very impressive. The driving assistance package, that includes cruise control, lane assistance, auto steering, which I'm used to on my Tesla, but the auto steering here worked in a similar way. I still reckon the Tesla version is much better. Uh, steering, it, it, it is... Uh, a little bit more ahead of what Mercedes-Benz have right now. But that's not to say the Mercedes-Benz version uh, is is poor. It is actually quite impressive. It does keep track of the traffic ahead of you. You can slow down and speed up again. Uh, so that's really impressive. The We had the night package on, our, on this car as well. And the, it has a multi-beam LED headlight. So if you're driving along and you, you, you could even have your headlights on high beam, it is smart enough. It's got this multiple beam system where... It will actually 
just divert the light beam away from an oncoming car so they're not blinded. It can just, by a couple of degrees, there's a little gap in the light that is there for the oncoming car. We tried it on our drive. Remarkable how this works. Uh, and it also suit the lighting suits different driving conditions as well. So there, there is... Uh, so when you're cornering, of course, there are cornering lights that illuminate the turn as you're making it. But the, the light beams from the front headlights illuminate uh, the, your surroundings just brilliantly. So you're always going to be seeing where you're going, of course. Uh, and parking too. This is what I like too. You get this top-down 360-degree view of the vehicle. So in relation to the space or the curb, it can just help you nail your parking every single time. So if you're backing into like the, the space a space in a car park – You'll see your the car in relation to the line, so you know exactly if you're equidistant from the lines. I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit OCD when it comes to parking. I've got to be perfectly parked, and this just really helped me nail that every single time. Very cool. Now that that display that I was talking about in front of the driver, you can actually uh, optimize and change what you see. You might want to see maybe your speedo, the RPMs. You might want to see what entertainment is playing. So you can actually change the dials because it's digital. You can actually say, okay, I want a speedometer and I want the um, the what's playing on my entertainment system right now. Or you want the GPS instructions right in front of you as well. So you can actually choose what you want to see uh, as well as being able to see, of course, your speed and everything at the same time. But there is also a head-up display. So if you're looking through the windscreen, displayed on the windscreen is your speed, the current local speed, everything, that you, all your information that you need is all there in front of you. Uh, thing is, though, if you're wearing certain types of sunglasses, I think polarised sunglasses, then it's really hard. It's going gonna, it's gonna to fade out that, that head-up display. It's, uh, it's not gonna, you won't be able to read it very well. So you might have to drive without your sunglasses or make sure your sunnies aren't polarised so you can see the head-up display. I found that problem when I was driving the car myself. Now, one other really cool feature was the built-in GPS. Now, the GPS system works like every other GPS, gives you the turn-by-turn -turn directions. But when you're coming up, do you know, you know there's lane assistance that tells you what lane you've got to be in and which, which way, why you've got to go? This car takes it to the next level. It uses the, there's a front-facing camera. So what it does on the display, when you're coming up to your intersection, it displays in real time that intersection, but superimposes on top of that image the arrows indicating what direction you need to go and also places as well over that image the name of the street. So if you're turning right onto Scenic Drive, it'll the arrows will be displayed moving in the right in in right direction, and then you'll see the word Scenic Drive hovering above that the, those arrows, so you know that you're making a right turn into Scenic Drive, and it is just remarkably easy to navigate. So you, you'll never get lost again with this car. Now, let's talk about it. The Mercedes-Benz GLS 400D, uh, this, the car that I drove, the specs, it had the innovation package, interior assist, night package, had all of them. Well, I've listed everything on, uh, on Tech Guide. But this, this vehicle on the road is 158700 bucks. So you're getting a lot, of, a lot of car for your money there. But the technology on board, I can tell you now, is remarkable. Uh, if you can afford that kind of bread, if you will need a big car, it's a diesel car too, so really great mileage. Like we only, I think I only had to fill up, put sixty bucks in for three days of driving around the country, country New South Wales, which is pretty good. Uh, so 
all, all ticks all the boxes in terms of that, all, all the features you're looking for, safety features as well, of course, Mercedes-Benz, very safe car, but the technology as well really impressed me. If you want to read more about the Mercedes-Benz GLS 400D, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Now, PC gamers, uh, who they're pretty competitive, they need every kind of advantage they can get. Well, Samsung have just released the new Odyssey curved gaming monitors that will not only give you one millisecond response time, 240 hertz refresh rate. So right there, you're getting amazing specs. But they've also released two different styles, including and different sizes, including a 49-inch curved monitor. And these curved monitors are 1,000 R. That's that's the level of curvature, the rate of curvature. 1,000 R is quite curved. So if you're sitting in front of the either the 27-inch, 32-inch, and definitely the 42-inch, the edges of the screen are so curved that is going to take up your entire field of view. That's the whole idea of these, to immerse you further into the game. So you have no distractions. From from your vision, your field of vision, all you'll be able to see is the screen. A flat screen can't provide that, but a 1,000R curvature, which is quite curved, that can give you that type of immersion. Uh, so there's the G7, which is a 32-inch and 27-inch, while the G9 is a massive 49 inches. And they all have 240 hertz refresh rate, one millisecond response time. So those fast action games, you want to be on the edge, you want to be on the cusp as competitive as anyone else online, that's what this can provide. So you're getting that quality. You're getting also eye comfort. There's an eye comfort mode as well. So uh, you know your eyes aren't going to get too tired while you're playing. There's a special feature in the display. The G9 Odyssey, the 49-inch, has an ultra-wide QHD QLED display. That's what Samsung brings to the table. Their QLED technology, QLED, that you find on their televisions, they've brought that into this range. And the QLED display on the 49-inch has a resolution of 5,120 by 1,440, which is huge. In fact, it's the world's first dual quad HD because it's the equivalent of having two monitors in one. So it does have the dual quad high definition. So that's DQHD. It's the world's first DQHD gaming monitor to include a rapid 240Hz refresh rate, one millisecond response time, a peak brightness of 1,000CDM2, 32 by 9 aspect ratio, and that 1,000R curvature. The 32-inch and 27-inch G7 Odyssey monitors have a WQHD resolution of 2560 by 1440 and offer also that wider field of view. Uh, Design-wise, they've got this nice matte black finish. And on the back is this amazing Infinity Core light. So what it is, it's a blue light that you can actually have pulsing in time with your game or it can just remain static. It might create this nice effect. Um, There's also a little clip on the back that lets you hang your headphones as well. Nice little smart little feature. Each monitor is also height adjustable, so you're not limited to uh, a certain level. You don't need to be a, uh, it'll suit whether you're tall, short, whatever size you happen to be. They do slide up and down the the arm so that you can get the proper height adjustment. The G7 also had this really minimal stand. 
So what it does, it's kind of it gets out of your way if, in case you need a lot of mouse movements in your game. This the the stands, the arms of the stand aren't going to get in your way because there I've seen some pretty wild mousing going on for during some games. Uh, this this gets out of your way. The G7 and G9, both of them feature the G Sync and AMD Freestyle compatibility, and what that does that eliminates what they call screen tearing, so the everything's rendered really smoothly, and that one millisecond response time also comes into play there, so that you're getting a nice smooth, pleasant gaming experience that's going to look pretty good. Now, the G7 27-inch is $999. The 32-inch is $1,099. And look, if it's a go big or go home choice for you, the G9 49-inch, this is a beautiful monitor, okay, QLED. It's priced at $2,799. It's a massive monitor. that you, It's the only monitor you'll ever need. $2,799, you are getting the, the biggest monitor you can buy with probably the highest quality, best refresh rate, best response time, and all that compatibility with uh, with uh, the the G the AMD and the G-Sync as well. So I think it's a pretty good deal when you're thinking about it. GM, G-Sync, AMD Freestyle compatibility, all those bells and whistles, and it looks Looks really nice as well. The back of it, that, that blue monitor, the blue light on the back is pretty cool. Uh, if you want to check it out, those monitors, the big one, you honestly, you've got to see it to believe it. It is massive. If you're big into your games, you want to take that experience to the next level, and let's face it, the games are getting better, and these monitors are there to help you enjoy them as best you can. You want to check out those monitors? You can do that at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And if your Wi-Fi is struggling to keep up with your streaming, your work gaming, your video calling, and God help you if you're trying to do all that at once, then you need some help. And when you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it is as best as you can get it. So you can bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with the Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. The Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling, and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before. In any part of the house, it's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. If you're ready for the best Wi-Fi ever, find out more at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. I did have an email from a reader asking about uh, her and her husband when they travel. Uh, she's on Gmail, the husband's on Big Pond, and, they, and she said, whenever we're in a hotel and I, my husband tries to reply to emails, he can never send them. But on Gmail, not a problem. And it's a pretty simple explanation is because... The Big Pond account, so he's using his his mail application on his phone or on his computer, that needs an outgoing server. So it needs an outgoing SMTP, and normally that has to be Big Pond. If you're on a hotel's Wi-Fi, you got the hotel settings for your outgoing. Incoming is no problem. You, the settings on your device sort that out. But outgoing, that's the issue. And the reason that the husband has the issue is that the big pond settings have to be adjusted to suit the hotel. But Gmail, being more an online service, that doesn't have the problem. It sort of more uses more online generic kind of uh, the settings there. 
And normally what I used to do, I used to have this problem with my Optus account. And so what I'd do is I would go to the web browser. So I'd use webmail and still accessing my mail, but because it's through the browser, I don't have to stuff around with settings and those emails can be sent out really easily. And it's the same deal for Gmail because it's through the internet rather than through a specific setting required on your mail application, then it'll work. So that's the difference there. If you are a big pond customer, Optus customer, whatever you happen to be, and you're having trouble sending out your email through your mail client, go to the browser, use webmail, whether it's Optus, Telstra, whatever, uh, Gmail, that also mainly works on the browser as well, you won't have those outgoing server problems. And that's the end of our show for this week. Thank you so much for sticking around. Everything we've spoken about, you can find at techguide.com.au and please feel free to get in touch. Email us info at techguide.com.au or click on the Ask Stephen icon. The Ask Stephen icon is actually brought to you by Belkin. They're the sponsors of our Tech Guide help desk. Uh, they're the company if you want to, uh, any some charging solutions, cables, speakers, you name it, belkin.com forward slash au. We also want to give a special thanks too to our sponsors Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. (laughs) 